0: Well, uh, friends, um, it is good to be here this morning. Uh, we're ending a series co- uh, that we're just having fun with called "My Big Fat Mouth." Uh, and this morning, um, you participated. Hopefully, um, this—if somebody—if—if if it didn't go well, I, don't, I won't blame myself. I'll blame the person that started it. Um, <laughs> but you uh, had a social experiment. Uh, there's a social experiment going on. Hey, kids, do you know a game um, called Telephone? What happens in Telephone? Anybody? Come on, just talk to me. Anybody? What happens to telephone? The right? You are talking to somebody else, right? Like you tell your sister something, and then your sister tells the next person, and then it keeps going down, and you have a secret message that you have to share, right? Did anybody get a secret message this morning? Anybody raise your hand if you got it? No? no? A couple people? I will blame one person. What was the message that you got? It was that, that you're Kyle's favorite oh dude, yes, yeah, so good, man. What? 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 Who said that? Oh, this is good news today. Everybody, I'm going to have a great next, next week. Uh, Kyle, you're okay. You can go on vacation. It's approved. Um, no, but seriously, like, so telephone is a game where you go around and you um, you share a little bit of a tidbit of a secret, and then it goes from person to person, and then, you know, you find out person's character, if they change it or they don't change it, and then it comes back to you, and you get to hear this great thing. And one of the things that I was thinking about this morning as we were talking about gossip is that um, that often happens is when somebody tells you something, they go tell the next person. And tell the next person, the next person, the next person. And you know, an interesting phrase that I uh, heard when I was as I was studying this morning It said that I got to get this right in the way it says. It, it says um, the gospel is going around the world or around the room this morning before truth even wakes up. Before it even gets on the stage and, and we hear God's word, like gossip is going around about things. And, I, and, I, and we're talking about gossip this morning. And uh, we just want to be people that understand that uh, when we use our words, we talked about life uh being given from our to ourselves and then to one another um but when it comes to gossip we want to talk about one thing this morning uh real quick is that gossip hurts and i know some of you students are going you've started school or you're about to start school um and one of the things that you know is when you see each other for the first time like everybody sees some of the changes that you made and then it's just like that fearful what are they going to say right You're gonna have is that new outfit the start of the school is it going to be good or is it going to be bad is that haircut are they going to like it are they not going to like it and what goes on but we want to be people who aren't uh, who speak the truth and who speak life into one another and so we want to be people of the truth who don't gossip and so we're going to talk about this morning why gossip especially in the church is a little bad um, but um, we want to d- direct your attention um, to our scripture this morning it is Proverbs chapter 18 verse 8 and it just says this this is it it says, rumors are dainty morsels, mm, something sweet to, to, to chew on, that sink deep into one's so um, Will you join me in prayer this morning as we prepare to hear the word? Father, we just ask that you come into this place and you center our hearts on the truth. Truth that is not just an abstract idea, but God, truth that is a person. That Jesus said, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no one can get to the Father except through you. So God, may we um, look at your Son, look at the truth, see the love that he has for us and the love that he is calling us to share with one another. God, may you be the one that we honor and we worship this morning. We ask this in your name. Amen. Hey friends as we go through this idea we're just centering on this idea that gossip hurts and gossip hurts not all, in in multiple ways right it not just it hurts the person right i think obviously one of the first things we talk about is hurts the person right the person that is being gossiped about um, that it hurts that person because one of the things that when we talk about that friendship and that relationship is that people are entrusting you with whether in the, a, a secret a longing, um, a story that happened in their life, what they're doing is in your in their friendship, they trust you and they've entrusted you with something that is sensitive in their life or a longing or something that they hope or dream for. And in that friendship with you, they're really trusting that you hold that in that friendship with them. And so obviously then it hurts when that person that you've entrusted goes and shares that with somebody else. And one of the things that I think when I was uh, preparing for this, I looked at a lot of like articles and research that says actually like gossip can be like neutral or positive. And I was like, really? Like, how, how much do we need to spin the idea that gossip is like, it can be a neutral or a positive thing. It can be a thing where we learn about social constructs. And I was like, no, no, come on. Like, the reality is, whether it's good or not, is that reality is that someone's entrusted you and you have taken it upon yourself to believe that your friendship with that person allows you, gives you the right to share their information with one another. And I don't know how many of you people have like had that part where it just hurts, because somebody has shared information with somebody else that wasn't theirs to hear. And this is why God, that hurts the person. It hurts the person because they have entrusted you. And I think about this in just one particular way. It's like, if you have something that you love, like a material possession or something that's been passed down from generation to generation, we just had this, my grandmother passed away, and so we were going through the things that, that she loved and we're deciding, like, how to split it up. And one of the worries is, is, like, are you going to take care of the things that were precious to your grandmother in the same way that she did? And I think that's what happens with gossip is that the reason why it hurts so much is somebody who is has, um, is sharing something with you, it's a precious thing, a hope, a dream, a hurt, a story, that they're holding, they're giving to you, and in that friendship, they're hoping that you take care of it in the same way that they're taking care of it in their own life, and they're working through it. But as it goes from person to person, if you pass along the china that your great grandmother um, had in its passing generation, what happens? People take less and less and less care of it because it's not as sentimental. And this is what happens in gossip. Is a thing that is trusted and valuable is passed on and passed on and treated uh, less and less and less value until it's worthless. And so it hurts when that thing that you trust with somebody else is passed on. And it says this: like a troublemaker or person who gossips plants seed of strife. Gossip separates the best friend. How many of you have lost a friendship over gossip, or have been hurt, or like it's tarnished? You don't trust them anymore. Like, that's the thing about gossip. When it hurts a person, it, it hurts the reality is they can't trust you anymore. And as followers of Jesus, this should not be the way. It shouldn't be this way that we should be people of integrity and character and trust. That in our relationships with one another, we have trust. But it not only hurts the person, but gossip hurts the Listener. If you're participating in like a conversation with somebody and they start to share something about somebody else whether it's like a secret or story or hope or a dream like you're participating in that hurt because it is going to hurt you and you're asking like how often does it hurt the listener because when you gossip about somebody and it's and somebody's sharing information You're not an autonomous, like, robot that just computes information and then spits it out. What happens when you hear something about somebody that's not in the room? It it begins to implant or deposit a change of the way you think or treat somebody else, right? Like, if you hear something that's outlandish and you're like, oof, the next time I see that person, I'm not going to treat them the same way. Like, or when I walk into them, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to already judge to see what they're wearing. And like, oof, that doesn't go together. That person has no style. I know that's all you what you think of me, but it's okay. I got that. Right? It changes how you think about the person. It changes how you act around the person. It changes the way that you relate to the person. Because what it is, is it's like wedging that door open to change the way that you have a relationship or don't have a relationship with that person. But... Because you have that commonality of you know who that person is, possibly, is that whenever you interact with them, you now have a presupposed opinion of them without ever interacting with them. This is why gossip hurts. You as the listener. Proverbs, who has a ton of wisdom on gossip, says this. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. I don't want to be a wrongdoer. Like think about the thing. Like we believe that like in somebody who's gossiping with us is inviting us into that gossip and into being a wrongdoer. I don't want to be a wrongdoer. We're people truth of life. Liars play close attention to slander. And so in this, in this, we're talking about this idea of participating in sin, right? That as wrongdoers, right? that God calls us to to be people of the way of speaking life into one another is that when we do the opposite, we are doing things that are wrong or unrighteous in the way of Jesus. And so thus we participate in sin. Right? They've invited you to join in to sin. And as people who are called to be free from sin to be let go, to be separated, to be made clean and made right with God, to live the righteous way. We as listeners participate in sin when we just allow it to happen. So it not only hurts the person, it hurts the listener, but it hurts the speaker as well. Right? Like you think that like obviously like it hurts the, the, the person who you're talking about, it hurts the listener, but also hurts the speaker. Right? Because in that relationship we've talked about, someone who's entrusting, you have now lost the trust of a friend. Right? You have lost it. Because you are supposed to be someone who have integrity and of character, someone who loves that individual, cares for that individual, wants to see them grow and thrive. And then you've taken something that they entrusted with you and shared it with another, which is not yours to share even in that relationship. And now that person no longer trusts you. Like, I think that as 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 a follower of Jesus... That we as the one who's probably participating in gossip as when we're the speaker, that we are involving somebody else in gossip that they might know about you, and then thus we lose our reputation. That we as representations of and represent Jesus Christ in the world today. That we lose a bit of our reputation and God and people's trust not only in us but in God who represent him. Proverbs says this, When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. People, we are ones who are representing Jesus. And if Jesus is the one which all things flow, if life all comes out of him, and the goodness and the value that we impart, not only that it is given to us, but we impart on one another. That as people of life and of truth, we can't participate in gossip because we are hurting not only our representation as we are one who represent Christ. But as we lose our reputation, how do we stand on the truth? We want to tell them about how much God loves them, how valuable they are. How uniquely they are wired and contribute to to God and contribute to the body. That we are people who don't want to cast doubt with our gossip. And we wonder why some people don't believe what we say. Because we're willing to talk about people than to talk to them. And so as we move into just what does that mean for us practically, like for our practical people, what does that actually look like for you? Well, instead of just like saying, man, I just want to like run away from all types of gossip. I think that's one way. But one of the things that I think we should do as people of truth, people who use our words to bring life, is that we need to guard our ears. Like we need to guard our ears. Like we tell you, it hurts the listeners. Like if we are the ones listening, we need to be people who will guard our ears. That we aren't wanting to sin and we are are, are not wanting others to sin. And so instead of inviting ourselves to sin and inviting other people to sin, when we listen or when we gossip, it shouldn't be this way. There are good questions that maybe you ask people. Commented this a couple weeks ago when he preached, but I loved it. That instead of that moment when you start to hear an inkling of somebody sharing information that's not theirs to share, you ask a couple questions. I really believe in powerful questions. Like, why are you telling me this? A great question is, are you going to talk to them about this? Or have you already talked to them about this? As people of, of faith, We ask the question, have you prayed about it? I feel like there's some tension that's being caused. Have you prayed about it? Have you spent time and silence and solitude with God to process the emotions that you're feeling, the thoughts that you are having, and the desire to share something with one another, with somebody else? Like asking good questions is the way that not only we guard our own ears, but we invite the other person as well to live into truth, live into the to the, the realities that our lives bear life or death. Our words, our sorry, our words bring life or death. And so we ask questions. And I even think about this as I know that as a pastor, um, we talk about a lot of things. Um, we talk about you. Did I just confess? No. But not really, like, really. Like, we talk about you. We're like, hey, we, we love these people. We, we want them to know and fall in love with Jesus. And as we talk about this, the question is like, hey, and, and my standard is let's talk about pe- let's talk about people only if we're willing to talk to them. Your litmus test should be like, are you willing to talk to them if you're gonna talk about them? Maybe your litmus test of when you're saying is like. I really need some wisdom. I need to come to a pastor or a trusted friend and say, I need guidance and wisdom. But the question you say is like, am I willing to talk to them before I even go seek wisdom out? Like I think about this in counseling. If you're willing to go to a counselor and work on a relationship, work on um, uh, sh- struggles that you've had in your life, but you're never willing to address them, what are you doing? What health are you actually breathing? To yourself and to one another. So friends, guard your ears. And lastly, as we, as we wrap up our time, is not only do we want to guard our ears, but we want to guide our words. Like, when we talk about these up to this moment, you can be like, man, this is just a good, maybe a good word for us to hear as we go back to school. Maybe it's a good um, idea, or a rationale. But how does this connect with Jesus? Matthew 18 talks about this idea of what happens when you're in conflict or in tension with one another. That as we are people who not only want to like not participate in gossip, but we want to guide our words to lead them, lead you and yourself to Jesus, and then to your one to one another. We want to guide you to use your words that bring life not only to yourself but to one another. Matthew 18 says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense, and if the other person listens, confess it. You have won that person back. It talks about in Matthew 18 this idea of that we are be to be people that God is about people of talking to them not about them and I wonder church if this is the linchpin of we actually practice this in our faith that this would look radically different that this is one of the ways that could be a distinguishing marker for the church that is against regular culture that we don't talk about one another we talk to one another could you imagine a God that talks about you but never to you It shouldn't be this way, church. That God and Jesus has set a a way for us. A way that said, this is the way of Jesus. Is that when you have tension with one another, you don't go talk about it first to somebody else. That you go to them and you work out that tension with one another so that you might have reconciliation and restoration. That you aren't sinning and that person isn't sinning that you're coming into union and communion with one another back by the redemption and restoration and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. And it gives them a beautiful picture of the way that we are to enact that grace and that love and that kindness and that gentleness to one another, that the same kindness and gentleness and patience that God has with us is the same patience, the same gentleness, the same mercy and kindness that we offer to one another face to face. So church, maybe you're asking like, what does that mean? Maybe for some of you, you need to have a conversation with somebody today. Maybe with our technology, maybe if they're a far distance away, maybe you just need to text them. Or as I always say, like, texting is great, a call is good, face-to-face is best. To go and do whatever you have to do in order to make things right with one another. To flee from sin so that you're not hurt and you're not hurting others. Church, it shouldn't be this way. We are the body of Christ. We are people who are called to bring life to one another, to talk to and not about. Let's pray. Father, we ask that in this moment, that if we are people who have, have done the hurt or have been hurt, God, I pray that we would seek forgiveness from you or from one another. God, that we would take to heart your call to restore, to redeem relationships that have been broken. God, give us a new, give us not a new pathway, but to live into the newness of the way that you have set for us. A way that you said 2,000 years ago. This is the way my people will relate to one another. And this is a marker of how they are different than the world. And God, may we have the courage from this moment to be those people, to do the hard work of bearing life into one another when it is so easy not to. God, we're not going to get this perfect. But we're going to aim for the way of Jesus. So would you help us as we move from this moment hearing your truth, not just be hearers of the word, but doers. God, we ask this in your name. Amen.